Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, one and all. This is Baka Bites, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today, as always, is my co-host, Marvelous Asparagus, Magically Average. Long time no talk, buddy. How are you? Has it really been that long? It's been, we recorded last Monday, so it's been a week and a day since we, like, talk-talked. That's fair. That's fair. You make like, it sound we, like we it's been a long time. We message each other on, like, yeah, we message each other on, like, Discord every day, but, like, I yeah. don't consider that talking. That's just, like, hey, here's an update on this shit, or here's oh, really? some shit posting. Y- you, don't, you don't take the constant spamming of NSFW statues throughout my work hey, day as, as to be fair conversing other than the first one you asked for them actually no mick asked for them so never mind i was gonna say i'm like i i didn't ask for them although i did enjoy them yes that they was, were great boy oh boy the oh boy if you want to have a fun time by the way everyone who's listening go just look up like lewd anime figures you will see some hilarious ones my favorite being aaron yeager of attack on titan with and, a giant Dumb. Just a giant fucking horse cock, and like, but, but you can have him in a towel, so it's it is appropriate to have tent. your yeah. So so you can cover him up appropriately when you have the family over, but when it's just you alone, boy oh boy, will he will Aaron give you quite a show coming out of that shower with his fucking like twenty four pack he's also sporting. Jesus. <laughs> God, it's it's a funny ass figure. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about figures today. We've got a shit ton on our plate. I've got a bunch of quick hits. You have zero, so it's gonna be nope. me talking for the next I don't know how long until somebody cuts me off. Basically. Uh, Alright, we'll get going. Here we go. All right. Speed run. Starting out, Tomodachi game. Um still a shit show. It's like a train wreck I can't look away from. It's just it's mindless entertainment. I I hate it. 
I hate that I'm watching it still, but I'm still watching it because it's just absolute dog shit. This is basically your 300 years killing slime, essentially. But worse. Like, I wouldn't say mm. worse. This actually mm. has some entertainment mm. value. Okay. This, But long story short, like, the guy who, like, they revealed last episode is like, oh, I'm the bad guy. I'm the one ruining our friendship. They, uh, they basically, like, fucking, they set up a trap, and he enters the trap card, and they figure out it's him. But they haven't disclosed how they figured it out. It, like, re- the reveal that, like, he got got was at the very end of the episode. And boy, boy, howdy, does everybody just be like, you motherfucker, you motherfucker, you're going to die now. Well, isn't this like the fifth episode? So it's yes, over? It's, no, not yet. They're still oh, playing God. the games. They're playing the games because they don't want to be in debt. So they're still, by the way, mind you, they are still playing the same old, like, go into a room, write down on a piece of paper, like somebody's secrets, and then enter it. And then, yeah, and whoever has the juicier secret they like advance more spaces and if they get to the end before anybody else everybody else is clear of their debt and every, that la- that person who crosses the finish line gets all the debt but like it's dumb how, it's how stupid do you, how do you measure is there is there like a juicy meter for like how to measure the oh, juiciest uh, of people, secrets there are people there are people watching and they vote on it so this is like fucking cabin in the woods meets yeah like okay I just yeah, it's dumb. It's it's stupid. I would never recommend this. But if you like a trash fire show to turn your brain off of, watch this fucking show. That's that's all I gotta say. That's that's my rousing endorsement of this fucking show. It's terrible. And what an endorsement it. it was. Indeed. All right. Next up, Birdie Wing. Uh, as if I didn't think that this show could get more fucking anime ass anime, it did. It fucking did. You mean hitting a, a golf ball that travels at the same speed as an airplane taking off isn't a top-tier anime-ass anime? What more could you possibly want, Frank? Yeah, no. Um, basically, the, like I forget what happens in the first half of it. I'm going to be completely honest. Second half, she's like, somehow, like these fucking like villain people who are in charge of like golf stores and like gangs and everything they like set up or hack accounts to like send the two girls a message and like, so that they can meet up in VR golf. So the, the, the underground golf girl goes to a VR cafe and plays VR golf and decides I'm going to challenge the person who's beating me or has like a higher score than me in this hole. And it just so happens to be the like pro golf girl that, you know, is in love with her. Yeah. And they basically play a round of golf or they play some golf together. I don't remember. And then unceremoniously, like, Underground Girls Golf VR headset shuts off. And you see, like, the younger sister who's also kind of the mediary of just, like, her manager. Like, hey, we got to be here this time, whatever. She basically is just in the room just, like, crying. Like, the most, like, just terribly, like, written, terribly acted crying you've ever seen and she's like, they took the bar. They took our home away from us. And it just ends. It's the dumbest thing ever. And I the love bar. it. The an So they lived in like a restaurant bar thing. Oh. Like that's what their home was. And she just comes into this room crying. Just like, they took the bar. They took like our home. And it's just like, it just like ends with the underground golf girl. Just shocked face, like shocked Pikachu. Like, huh? And then just, that's it. That's the episode. Dude, this show. 
it's anime as anime can fucking get, and I fucking love it. It is so dumb. I love it. This is a better dumb than Tomodachi game, mind you. Like, this is this is a this solid 7 out of 10 show. Like, I love everything about it because of how stupid and overplayed, like, all the emotions are. It's great. Go watch it. Um, next up, Heroines Run the Show, a.k.a. Uh, Existential Crisis. It's her last day on the job, essentially, and... Um, like she was only hired on part-time and she wasn't going to come back. Like they're like, Oh, do you want to like sign on? And she's like, no, like track is why I came out here. I, I have the money that I need. Like, thank you so much. But no, like I'm, I'm, I'm good. This will be my last two days or whatever. So she goes throughout her two days. And once the two idle idiots pull their heads out of their asses and find out that it's her last day, then like the day of their concert, they switch up the set list in which their last like encore song, which they like go through the, the, the concert and she's doing all her jobs and they're like, Hey, finish all your work before the encore. Cause we got something for you. She's like, what? Okay, fine. So she finishes her work. And then one of the assistants or whatever is like, Hey, they got you a ticket. Here's your ticket. Go take a seat for the encore. So she has like front row seats for the encore. And they sing a song that is basically just like, Hey, like, it's just like one of those, like, I see what you're doing. I see, like, you're trying and we're going to try our hardest to type songs. Like, it's inspirational or whatever. And she starts crying and she's just like, is this, this is why everybody loves idols because they can, they make songs that you can relate to. Yeah, no shit. And it's like, yeah. And then at the end of the episode, she's like, hey, if you wouldn't mind, can I just stay on for a little bit longer? Like, could, would you resign me? And that's the end of the episode. It's good. It's good. It's good. My I, question, I'm enjoying it. my biggest beef with this is, as a manager, doesn't she have backstage access? So isn't oh, yeah, she like no, she was she was completely doing like all the work backstage, and then when she was done, they gave her like a ticket to go sit in the crowd. Yeah, but to what, be she a could, part of the audience and relax. But she could have just stayed on the side stage. But the, people pay I lots think it was of one of those things. Like that. they they were singing to her at that point rather than just like off side stage. Gross. Yeah. That's lame. Yeah. Whatever. No, it's She's a lame. manager. What's well, not lame? No, it's no, it's not lame. What? Your boy Kong Ming. No, that show's not lame. I am slowly catching up, but yeah, it's uh, we read we we did write it off way too quickly. Boy yeah, oh boy, we we fucking what did. A, what a incredible show. Granted, it is like batshit insane. <laughs> like like nothing about it makes sense. You get thrown. Like not not in the deep end, you get dropped in the middle of the goddamn ocean at the very beginning. It's like ancient China. You're like, okay, okay, what? And then you're like, well, that's like at the beginning of every episode. It's like in ancient China there yeah. was a tactician. <laughs> you're like, oh my god. But yeah, no, this it's is um, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. So basically, this episode was just um, it was the wrapping episode. So like last episode, they were trying to poach like a rapper to join their ranks. And this one was like, hey, they held like a rap battle competition at the bar. And um, the guy that they were trying to prospect, he like shows up just to listen or whatever. And then they, you know, they shine the spotlight on him. It's like, hey, you're being called out. Like, you better rap against your boy Kong Ming or like you lose. And like your boy Kong Ming's like, this is my first rap battle ever. And like, you're going to just fucking like, you're going to get trounced on by me. Like, you're, you're washed up, kid. You're washed up. And he goes on stage and just fucking just, it's so good. It's so good. It's just the rap episode. You just need to watch it to experience it. It's great. 
I, I love this show. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. This is the dark horse that I, I absolutely think is fantastic this season. Again, so. I, I struggle with calling it the dark horse because of how much traction it's received so early on in the season. See, we think that, but like the masses are all just hooked on Spy Family. If we're going to be completely honest, well, everybody's yeah. watching Spy Family. Nobody's really like after episode one and two, there was like, oh, you should go watch this show. And then I've just heard nothing about this show since. So that's why I still consider it a dark horse. Yeah. Yeah. I just like when I consider the whole season, though, it's hard because of Spy Family. And yeah, like there's a lot of people that are just watching Spy Family. But, you know, my dark horse of the season. I just think within like the people that are watching anime throughout each season and have a lot of different shows that they're watching. Like your boy Kong Ming, I think is at close to the top of everyone's li- list now outside of spy I family mean, and Kagua and Komi and stuff. I was going to say, yeah, it's really like the two dark horse shows that nobody really thought would do well that are doing very well. Are your boy Kong Ming and summertime rendering? No, there's a third. What? It's not, it's not Shikimori. It, nobody's talking about diamond. Nobody's That's talking what I about mean. Aharan-san. No, Daimon. Daimon is the one that I think... But, like, no one's oh, going to no, talk about I, it until I'm, it's over. That's what I mean. No, That's why I think even it's then, the I don't. Course. I don't think anybody's going to talk about it when it is over. But it's so good. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm completely agreeing with you, but I don't think anybody's going to talk about it once it's over. No, but we're talking about it. No, we will. We'll start we're the like, masses. Everyone, too, all, all of you out there listening, watching around the world, spread the news. Daimon, Dark's Horse of the Season. Go about, do our bidding. After Kong Ming. But anyway. Yeah, after Kong Ming, yeah. Another random show that I absolutely love and you missed this week is Onipan. Onipan, Onipan, Onipan. Anywho. I will be doing that dance at some point. It's so fucking funny. Anywho. This is a good episode. They basically learn like what clubs are after school. Like they they Oh, it's the club episode. Yeah, yeah, so they basically go, like, the first part of it is, like, them, like, going to school, going back home, cooking, eating, sleeping, going to bed, and just, like, it was, like, at first they're excited about it, and then, like, they do it, like, three times in a row, and each time is, like, less and less excitement, and then they find out what clubs are for after school, and they're going around looking at clubs, and they find one that was, like, they find two nerds just, like, eating kelp of some shit, I don't know. Long of it short, they're in a mecha club in which they were building mecha, but uh, they help them build a mecha, and the whole point of the robot that they helped build was to perfectly place a straw in a milk carton. Hell yeah. And everybody's just perplexed, like, what the fuck? And then that's when Mo-Mo-Mo-Mo-Mo-Mo-Mo-Mo-Mo, not Bo-Bo-Bo, but Mo-Mo-Mo, comes in and is just like, I'm the student council president. They're going to be shut down. Ha-ha, fuck you, because you don't do anything substantial that, like, you know, warrants being you know taking up money etc uh have and you ever tried to put a like, straw in a milk carton that shit sucks they do explain miss. they do explain like how the difficulties of it but anywho um that's when the only girls are like hey yeah no we're gonna we're gonna help you out and we're gonna like build you a mecca or whatever and that's when they build basically three like they do the Oni Pond transformation into like lab coats and like scientists or whatever, and they build three racing drones and they have a race, which I hate. You know me. I hate 3D CG anime. It's so fucking like it, 
it's it's really kind of still clunky and chunky like the the animation itself is chunky but it this is like so smooth yeah it's buttery it's as smooth as my but, brain buttery it's, <laughs> it's as smooth as my brain i don't the, think the anyone animation, could get any but like smoother. it's 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 chunky but it's smooth and i it's it's really good and i hate to admit it <laughs> i do i hate 3d i hate 3d anime but they, the studio wit, wit studio, whatever you want to call them, they fucking, they don't miss. But yeah, they, um, they fucking knock it out of the park. So that's only pun. It's a good show. It's 15 minutes. If you have 15 minutes in your morning or whatever, just watch it. It's on yeah. high dive. Again, it's a so good show. Your boy Kung Ming. It is. Yeah. Your boy Kung Ming and Oni Pon, those are both on high dive, by the way. So, um, last thing that I have for quick hits and I'm sorry, I've been talking a lot and you're going to take over after this, um, orbital children. I haven't finished it. I've watched the first three of six episodes, and it is fantastic. I, I like right now. I'd probably put it at like an eight out of ten, maybe like a seven point seven five, because some things are still really confusing to me. But it's like it's got a lot of intrigue. It's really good. Long of it, short. Three kids, uh, or three kids win the trip to go to this like all-inclusive spa in like an international space station or like a japan space station that is just like basically just a spa or just like a getaway in space so they win the trip they get there there's another kid that's there who is basically he was born on the moon and because he was born on the moon and because of the gravity and everything he can't go to earth and like I don't know. There's there's a whole complicated backstory to it, but like there's this fourth child who's very popular on YouTube, and of the three, you have a girl who is an up and coming YouTuber, live Twitch person who's trying to make it big. Her little brother, who's like Mister Know It All about this moon kid who has like over a hundred million you know subscribers, and then you have this third kid who is just got it like he's just kind of quiet. He's just there, and then you know he has his reveal and everything else, and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, the long of it short, as if that wasn't already long. Um, the show is basically about something, and to me, I don't know what it is yet. An unidentified object that flies past the space station or is about to collide with it, and you know they kind of have to move out of the way. But part of it is still, like, or something still hits the space station. So it's, like, everything is kind of fucked up. And they have to try and make it back to um, the people who are in, like, the control room. It's a, it's about these, like, six kids just and the doctor of the station, uh, who's probably our age, late 20s, mid-20s. Um, she like it's about the six or four kids in the doctor trying to make it back to the control room to like you know meet up with the people and get saved by the United Nations who's saving like sending out like a, a ship for help and it's very good and there's intrigue and there's twists and turns I'm, I'm enjoying it there's three episodes I'm three out of six episodes in right now they're 30 minutes a piece although the first one is 38 minutes so it's a little bit of a longer episode really good if you like space it's a little convoluted, but like the show is very good. So that was a lot. Yeah. It's on Netflix too, right? Yes, this one's on Netflix as well. So th- yeah, this and Comey are the only ones on Netflix that we are. Wa- well, actually, we got one other thing that we'll talk about, but we'll talk about that later. Your boy Kong Ming, Oni Pon, High Dive, Netflix. Go for Comey and Orbital Children, and then the rest is uh, on Crunchyroll. But um, speaking of Crunchyroll, we are actually both collectively dropping our show. 
Yes, we are. You wanna? You wanna? You, you take over. I'm gonna. I'm gonna drink some water and maybe some beer and collect myself. Poor, poor Aharon is being dropped. It. We. I mean, we had discussed it week in and week out. You fell off pretty quickly in terms of like holding on hope. I held to the very last possible second that something will develop. It'll break the mold of like just skit after skit with no real like juicy bits to it, like no meat of a story and just kept falling through it. Like it's just one of those shows where if I have time, I'll go back and probably finish it. Now, when I will have time, no clue because this season's jam packed. Next season's jam packed. Fall's already looking jam packed and I'll probably forget about it by that time. But yeah, I mean, like the skits are funny, but it's run its course with the whole shtick of like, he's tall, she's short, she speaks really softly, she has to get into like close proximity to him and invade personal space to speak. You know, like she's goofy. She's She's got a lot of like, you know, quirks about her. He's got some funny quirks about him in terms of like making up all these different weird scenarios about what's actually happening. And it's really just not that crazy she's just a weird person like it it's basically if you mushed Comey and Kagua and had less intrigue and made it get, worse yeah it, you get Aharon so it's our it's I think it's our collectively the first show that we're dropping together because I know we've you've dropped one already I forget. Oh, yeah, I, I dropped Fanfare of Adolescence, but I feel like I well, dropped, no. oh, I dropped Shield, Shield Hero. Hero. I also yeah. dropped Shield Hero. Fanfare yeah. of Adolescence was just a, like, this trailer was hilarious. I'll just watch the first episode just to see how bad. Nope, it's terrible. I'm dropping it. Like, I, I don't even think that was a real drop. That was a just, like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even necessarily say it you was terrible. It just, it just wasn't my genre. I mean. I think if it we wasn't. went back and watched the first, like, let's watch the first three episodes together and see how bad that horse CGI is. Because we know eventually it's got to get to that point. They're not going to draw yeah. out and animate that. It's going to be bad horse CGI with superpower bullshit because it's anime. I don't know if there are going to be superpowers to it, but maybe. Who knows? That horse is going to, like, evil Knievel other horses. You both, We both know it. It's, there's going to be some weirdness to it. Yep. But speaking of evil Knievel... Um, let's talk about this Netflix original movie bubble. So bubble had been getting a lot of like, from what I had seen, everybody seemed to really enjoy bubble. They really liked it. The, you know, they thought the visuals were great. The story was great. I did not think that I thought that it was not very good. This is mind you, this was animated by studio wit. And I hate to say that this one did not hit. However, okay, you continue. However, the animation was drop dead gorgeous. Oh yeah, the 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 visuals were absolutely stunning. It it was for all in, like it was movie budget, and they they did a lot with it. You can't fix a bad story. When you when I saw a trailer for Bubble, I was like, "Oh, this looks pretty and interesting, and I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'll watch it." This movie, straight up, mostly parkour, did not get any of that from the trailer. That this movie was going to be about parkour. Did it, you? No, not from the trailer. No, granted, from the trailer, I didn't get much really. 
I got, got it's pretty. Yeah, I got it was pretty. That's about it. Yeah. Now, can I can I give you my theory as to why you don't like it and then explain my reasoning as to why I actually kind of like it? Go for it. You don't like it, similar to why you don't like Akira that much, which is that there's no real answer or conclusion. It is so left open to interpretation that it just it doesn't really like feel like it's finished. Like there could be a next part to this movie that could explain more. No. That's that's not why I don't like it. I, I I actually the ending was like I mean, you could see it coming from a mile away and that's that's fine, but what I didn't like it is that they had so many different things that they were trying to do. You had the parkour that you really heavily focused on and like all these side characters and side things going on that really amounted to nothing. Like you, the whole, you just what? basically explained Akira. They're in a bike gang. He rides a motorcycle. The fucking picture is of him on his motorcycle. That motorcycle's in this show, in that movie, for like five minutes total. My my beef with Akira is different from this. My beef with Akira is that they made a very good world and didn't tell really a story about the characters that they threw in the world. You just explained Bubble. No, the Bubble was completely on the... They didn't... They did minimal world building and had like one yeah no we we are way off on this you and i um we watch different no, movies i don't know but um you watched buble i watched bubble <laughs> hey i would have rather gone to see michael buble okay? hey you know hey christmas time give me tickets excuse bro. you sir no, that's fair give me tickets. i would go see him but anywho um no like they they introduce this like so the two things that were just like, what, like, why? This this is so stupid. One of the main side characters, like the hot-headed guy in their clan or whatever that, you know, he was like, oh, if, like, if you need be, I can drive this boat. Throw away fucking line in that end of the movie, he's driving the goddamn boat. It's like, hey, like, I didn't know you could drive this. He's like, well, yeah, I've been repairing it and everything. It's like, when? When have you been working on this fucking boat? You don't do anything. You just give us a throwaway line, and all of a sudden, here he is, master of boats. I can drive a fucking giant-ass yacht. No, that's stupid. That's dumb as shit. That's stupid. Don't give me that fucking look. That is dumb, and you know it. The other thing is, these fucking villain gang things for the, the, the parkour, their plot line is so fucking thin that you can take a goddamn knife and I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor. But anywho, their like their plot line is so stupid. It's like, oh, they're just a bunch of like guys that like have cameras and masks and they talk using AI computers and they're bad because they got dark clothing on and they're mean to people. And like they fucking all they amount to is like they're literally their explanation is a throwaway line. Their explanation is, hey, we're broad live broadcasting this to the outside world for entertainment and we have sponsors. That's how we got all our shit. That is the only explanation. They are just making entertainment. It is such dog shit. You're like, but the fact is, is like you're making them out to be this big bad villain or whatever, other than the fucking natural causes going on in the middle of this fucking city is absolute dog doo doo. Their explanation is literally 
a sentence. It is terrible. And then, like, the whole, like, this movie was just not good. It tried to be a lot of different things, and none of them panned out, in my opinion. None of them panned out well. Yeah, in my okay. opinion, this, I, I felt like I wasted my flight because I flew to Colorado and I had a vacation with my fiance, and I watched this on a plane and I felt like I've wasted my time. Oh my this. god, what a baby! It ruined my oh, vacation. I couldn't sleep because it was so bad. I, I never had said little that. nightmares. Never said any of that. I, uh, I just said I felt like I wasted time. So I will. Me. I will agree with you that it tries to be a lot of different things, but. I, my biggest gripe with it was that the, the ending was confusing. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a real wrap up. So, okay. It, Cause we haven't done a really good job of explaining it. Basically a, a, a phenomenon happens throughout the entire world where all these bubbles start falling from the sky and everyone's like, Oh, cool bubbles. And then our main character has a connection with one of them that is apparently sentient and you can hear the bubble. He can hear he can, the bubble because he, the bubble is singing. Yes, he has. He, he has. He has the whatever the auditory. Yes, he has an auditory issue where basically he has very sensitive hearing, um, so much so that he can hear high frequencies and loud noises, or uh, you know, a lot of noises at once can cause him to be really distressed and get headaches and things like that. But so he hears this one bubble when all the bubbles are falling down. He's like, oh, this bubble's singing to me. Look at this. We have a connection. And then, boom, an explosion happens at the Tokyo Tower. And then from the explosion, the all of Tokyo becomes encased in a giant bubble. And that causes flooding. And then everyone has to evacuate. So the entire city of Tokyo basically becomes a, like, do not enter zone outside of the rest of the world. Like, the rest of the world at this time is, like, fine. They go about their merry fucking way. Tokyo, however, is fucked over. But because boys will be boys, which is basically how this movie sets it up, all these boys who lost their parents during this this catastrophe when the flooding happened go back into Tokyo and they live there and they basically run these like death parkour games where they'll create like a, they a compete section for supplies. They compete yeah, yeah. for supplies. Well, it's not and, even a, yeah. And that's not really explained well, but you get it through like different conversations where basically the government sends in scientists to research it. And the scientists uh, sort of oversee the, the boys in their parkour games. And so part of the reward, if you win your match is you get that other team's supplies or a portion of it or whatever. But yeah, so there's parkour, there's bubble catastrophe, there's dude with acute hearing that ends up finding the same bubble that he met at the Tokyo Tower when it exploded and becomes oh, a girl. He, the bubble finds him. Yeah, the bubble finds him because he's drowning and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, goes on, parkour, he teaches this girl. He doesn't know she's the bubble. He finds out later she's the bubble. She parkour, she does cool things, yada, yada, yada. My biggest issue was that the ending wraps up with... I'll kind of backtrack for a second. They use the little mermaid as sort of like their through line for like explaining some of the different elements to the story where basically it's like, it's, it's so confusing. I think I know I'm all going to say right not now. the tradi- not, not the Disney. No, mermaid, not, not the Disney. Traditional like the brothers. Story the little mermaid. Is it the brothers Grimm? I think so. They yeah. Write, yeah. But like the traditional, like old, Old the story tale. where basically she falls in love with the prince and then tries to go on land and then disintegrates into sea foam. Like the yeah. the very troubling one. 
Um, so they use that as like the in the metaphor for this sentient bubble girl relationship with the acute hearing boy. And that then causes her, again, because they're using Little Mermaid as the analogy, her sister Bubble, who's basically the one causing all of the havoc with the raining down of Bubbles, to to freak out more and get aggressive and cause, like, almost a second catastrophe. But then they, like, come together and the, the cute hearing boy goes and saves her and then everything turns out happy. And then at the end, it's not because she does disintegrate into sea foam the bubble girl does Any, but then don't worry she touches him or he touches her she becomes more and more bubble bubble like she becomes bubbles yeah and loses body parts yeah but then she saves the world and and stuff it, it like it ends like that which is so and then like oh but then the ending scene is like they're doing a parkour and race and or match and then he's running and then she shows up in bubble form and is like doing her little like ha 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 song or whatever and then that's how it ends so my, my biggest gripe is, like, they don't do any explanation of, like, what are the bubbles and where did they come from and whatever, how did it even happen to begin with? They kind of leave a lot open-ended there. I'm going to touch on your points and then we're going to move on because we've talked too much about bubbles. I don't think those were throwaway lines. I agree with you in the sense that they try to do a lot in a short period of time and they could have dialed it back a tad and it would have been much better. But the fact that he said, like, oh, I I know how to drive the ship because I work on it. And the other team, the, the evil parkour squad being like, yeah, we all, we all have all this cool gear and stuff because we actually live stream it to the outside world because they don't have access here like we do. So we get a ton of views and we get sponsors. And that allows us to basically get all this sweet, like, not illegal, but illegal gear that allows us to parkour better. Like... I didn't mind that. I, I like it, it. It is just part of how they were telling the story. Like it, it wasn't a big issue for me. Like I get why you're upset with it, but in the grand scheme of things, like if you just look at like the progression of it, the whole movie was quite fast. It was very quick, and then like the last thirty minutes took. It felt like an eternity because they were climbing the oh, tower. Like the second t- I would catastrophe say the starts. Opposite. Oh, I, I say thought the opposite that the very beginning of the movie was fucking slow as hell, and then the end of it was just like done no, in a snap. I could I heard the Little Mermaid story about fifty thousand times in the span of thirty minutes because they just kept talking about it over and over and referencing it, and like that was in like the latter half of the movie, which is why I was like, oh god, it's just this is they're gonna use this as their like sh- their fucking crutch to get us to the finish line. Again, I I didn't mind the movie. If I had to give it a rating, like a 6.8, maybe a 7. But I'm not going to watch it again. I yeah, you can you couldn't get me to watch this movie again. Um I think I gave this one, oh, that's surprising. I gave it a 6. I'm actually going to update that to a 5. Cuz yeah, like I I felt like I wasted time watching this movie like it oh it was Oh my god, just cry so... about it. Yeah, I will. Fuck you. Um, it was just messy. It was just messy. There was the plot line was so convoluted, and they tried to do other things that weren't resolved, like the whole fucking garden scene thing, where it's just like, oh, I come here and do this gardening, and then she sees it being sunk into oblivion, and you never know at the end if it actually got sunk into oblivion or not. Like it, it just it was just a messy movie. 
you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on? Shikamori? No. One of the creators uh is the creator of Attack on Titan. It explains mm. everything. Convoluted for no apparent reason. Exactly. Anywho, speaking of Messi, Shikamori. Um, I actually no. That's, that's I was gonna say unfair. like yeah. You I, you set it up unfair. last week Be- as this being kind of like a fun arc. No, well, it episode. is. And I, I this the last two episodes have definitely been the best two episodes of Shikamori by far because they actually like they have a plot of just like it's summer. What do we do for summer? Cool. Let's go to the river. And then this episode was hey we're at the river. Like, at least it has some semblance of like a storyline. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's. It, I really enjoyed this episode. Uh, I don't really want to take too too much time on Shikamori because, like, no. it's probably the weakest of the shows that we're talking about uh, after this. But it's uh They go to the river. They enjoy their time. Uh, dumb boy almost does a dumb like he gets a foot cramp and almost drowns, and Shikamori saves him. That's that's like your your yeah not antagonist, but that's your problem, and that's how it's fixed again. Yeah, and then they go home, and they all fall asleep on the train, except for the boy. And then he falls asleep, and Shikamori wakes up, and Shikamori pulls him to like sleep on his her shoulder. Like that—that's the episode. It's a good. It's a like these past two episodes have been very good. I'm very interested to see where the rest of the show goes. I was gonna say I, I have a I have a really quick prediction based on okay. based on how these last two episodes are progressing. I think there's gonna be some trouble with the relationship. There's gonna be some turmoil, and it's gonna be because purple-haired clumsy dude is going to start being more independent and trying to fix things on his own and handle things on his own whereas shikamori is obviously of the opposite mindset where she wants to protect him at all cost and i say this because Uh he knows he's a ditz he knows he is prone to injury and catastrophes like he is a walking time bomb of disaster but he still puts himself in situations where he knows something bad could happen to him. Like he jumps into the river because a little girl is getting taken down the river by the current and saves her. And then as he's trying to pull himself up, gets a leg cramp and then, or a foot cramp and then floats down and almost drowns. And then Shikamori saves him. But the thing that cemented it for me was that when he's on the train, like she pulls his head close to him and is, and has the face of like, no one will ever take you away from me, and I will always be there pr- to protect you, always, always, so here's, always. Here's, here's how I'm going to poke so many fucking holes into this, and it is for one simple reason, and that is the ending sequence, the ending, sh- the ending song, where she is saving him from all these different things like a video game, and then he steps in at the last minute to take like a newspaper to the face or whatever object it is, and like he like looks at her like I did it I did good, and she just laughs and like you know kind of like brushes it off. I don't think that she has a problem with him trying because he's already tried a few times and she's just like it's fine. Like but even not for this time. Things. She yelled at him this time. She got okay. Yeah, this was mad. a big thing. But okay, but like he's still gonna try these small little things. That I don't think that's gonna be contentious. At that all. wasn't small. I don't. Wait, hang on. Wait, time out. Hold on, Mr. Poke a whole bunch of I'm holes in saying, my... I'm no, 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 hang the, on. That the river scene was something small. You I'm literally just said that. What do you mean? No, I didn't. Rewind the fucking tape. I said, other than the river, I think that anything small, like everything he does going forward is going to be small. 
But you can't. But how, what what basis do you have for that? At least I have something to go off of from this last episode. There is a potential continuation of like a potential pattern moving down of him putting himself into these situations more and more because he wants to be more independent. He even said in like episode two that he's kind of sick and tired of Shikamori always saving him. He feels kind of useless. But that doesn't mean independence. That doesn't. But mean that means he's, he doesn't like... want to rely on her as much. So he doesn't want to wait for her if some little girl is drifting down the. Be... Well, no, he doesn't he want to die. Be with her. No, no, no. Okay. That's, but that's but not the... what I'm saying. But oh my gosh, it's sometimes up it's until, like talking to a the giant, fucking other than the giant board. Fuck you too. Other than the giant sign falling and the little girl in the river, what big incident has happened in this show? I, Nothing. It's like a ball to the head or a fucking newspaper or the chalk eraser. He almost got hit fucking... by the van. Okay, that's true. You got me there. All right, but, but that, those aside, those are... Regardless, I don't think that, like, if there is another major accident, yeah, he's going to try and solve it himself and she's going to get mad at him, but I don't think it's anything, like, that's going to, like, strain their relationship. No, no, no. It the, the turmoil is not them, like, breaking up. The turmoil is them having differences in how they view each other because, because our, our clumsy boy... See Shikamori as she's this super cool, super cute, awesome girl, but is always having to protect me, and I feel useless. I'm going to do more things on my own. Shikamori is like, this kid is a walking fucking disaster. Just everywhere he goes, nothing goes well. I have to protect him. So there's going to be a clash of, like, he wants to be less dependent on her, and she wants to do as much as she can all the time for him. So I can see a situation in which they're going to come to some sort of weird disagreement of him basically being like, listen, I, am I, I'm okay. I can do this on my own. And her being like, no, you need me there. And that's where you're going to get a little bit of a clash. I'm not saying they're going to break up. I'm not saying it's going to stop being cute. All I'm saying is that based on what we've seen in the last two episodes, her mannerisms, his thoughts, because his thoughts and feelings about their relationship I can foresee a situation in which he was going to be like, no, I want to do this on my own. Please let me. And she being like, no, you die. That's all I'm saying. You are so annoyed with me because I make good points. It's so sad to no. see that my co-host just utterly like, doesn't think highly I can, of me. I can, give you, I can give you a rebuttal just for the fact uh, that Shikamori You are a rebut. Shik oh. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, you're a eat my butt. Anywho. <laughs> Eat, that eat that was rebuttal. oh god. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, just to kind of reboot that before we go into Daimon. Um, Shigemori had a conversation with his mom in which his mom was like, "I used to fret and worry, and oh my god, everything about this." And then it was just like, you know what? I stopped. I stopped worrying and like I just kind of accepted it as it was. I think that he, if he does go down the path of I want to be more independent, I want to do this on my own, which honestly, like. All the things that you're trying to, like, the way you're phrasing it, I would say, is, like, he wants to go off and do this thing, this adventure, or do this thing, like, go hiking or something, and, like, she's like, let me come with you, and he's like, no, like, I think that um, it's more so, like, the little things that he's going to try to be more independent about, like, yeah. stopping a ball from hitting him in the head, and that's, like... Oh, I, I think that's going to be a no contest thing. Like, it's not going to be, like, something contentious or, like, she's going to get upset about. But, like, even, like, she talked to his mom and his mom had just been like, okay, it's he's going to be fine. He may have scrapes and bruises here, but that's normal. Listen, and I I'm, think that she'll kind of get to that feeling too, but, like, at the same time still protect him. 
I'm going to set up a really standard anime trope as a potential next a potential episode down the road, okay? Mm-hmm. Ready? Festival? No. Visiting grandparents. And instead of going with Shikamori, he goes by himself. So he has to all he has to do is travel. He just has to travel to his grandparents. And I think that just that alone, I'm not saying he's going to go and be like, I want to try fucking being a gladiator for a day or I'm going to go wrestle a bear. I'm not talking like really obvious, dangerous shit. I'm talking like pretty standard stuff for a kid his age to do alone. And she'll still be like, hey, it might be a good idea if I come along. And he will probably go, go, no, I, I, I think I can do this on my own. And I think that's that small bit of tension is something that I think I can see them setting up for based on these last two episodes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the grand, we've the already seen thing, the the one hole I'll poke in it before we transition because we need to transition. Oh my god! I think that she'll instead of phrasing it of you can't do it alone, it's like, hey, I want to meet your grandma or your grandpa. Yeah, it could be whatever, and that's why she'll come with. Oh, that's it's why she will come. Protection. With. Ah, I that's, th- that's why she'll come with is because she wants to meet them rather than I need to be there for protection. And speaking of grandparents, Diamond. Ugh. My dark that was horse. a good transition. You fucking know it. It was a good transition because you just wanted to give up because you knew I was right. Anywho, Daimon, no, still they, they, one of my favorites of this season. They did. Yep. Every episode is set up so well too from the very start. Like, uh, there's. It, yeah. No, sorry. It, is it was it, it wasn't towards the setup. It was more so. What was the holiday they were celebrating? Was it Oban? It was Oban, yes, which was basically, I think, if I remember correctly, yes, so they have like a Buddhist priest normally come by your house and say a ceremonial prayer to those who have been lost. Um, It's also like, I don't want to say it's commonplace because I don't have any facts to go off of, but in terms of like what I've seen in shows and what I've experienced just in my travels of Japan, uh, it is somewhat standard to have like personal family air like um ceremonial i guess places within the house i don't know how to describe it essentially like it's a it's a it's a portion of a shrine yeah shrine thank you i was like blanking there for a second it's a shrine dedicated to those within the family that have passed away so like for instance for for their family um his his grandfather passed away so they have a shrine for him and so the majority of this episode is based around this festival where the buddhist priest comes and says a ceremonial prayer for his grandfather but it it also is focused around his the main guy's again apologies for not knowing names the main guy's relationship with his grandfather as well because he we get a little glimpse in a previous episode of like the fact that he is super close with his grandfather his grandfather is the reason why he wanted to start trying to take over the family business and learn how to be um again I can't remember the technical ter- technical term but basically a, a maker of sweets. Um, we'll just call him a chocolatier. Yeah, a chocolatier. It sounds like like basically just call him an Oompa Loompa, like Willy Wonka. <laughs> um, but when his grandfather dies, that's when he sort of like loses his passion because he hears like conversations with his, his father and grandmother about like how he's not fit for this. Obviously, translation I issue. His, I thought it was his dad and grandpa that were talking, not his grandma i it might have been we we'd probably have to go back and look at that because i definitely thought it was the grandpa it might have been dad but regardless there was conversations made yeah that he is not fit to sort of take it over again it it was a 
miscommunication or mistranslation in that he thought they meant he wasn't skilled enough, but really it was just that he couldn't be the, at the front of the store because he would cry all the time. Whatever they sold sweets. Um, but Which so this whole episode, yeah, it's, it's still hilarious. But most of this episode is based around like him and his relationship with his grandfather. And obviously it coming back when he, you know, hang, hangs out with his grandmother, who we find out is just this carefree soul. Cause she's like, fuck this sweet shop. It's not in my control anymore. Fuck my kids. I put in my time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting my time. It's, it's time for me. It's put, time yeah. for me, me to have fun. Yeah. Basically she's like, I, I have put in the work to make this shop the best it can be. I put in the work to make my kids the best that they can be. I am basically on my own now. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm traveling around Japan. See you later. And like all she does is send postcards, which is hilarious. But she comes well, back. She also, yeah. She, yeah, she comes back. She also advertises anywhere she goes. She does advertise the, the shop. She's yeah. just like, yeah, she's not she's like, hey, if you're ever in town, like go visit this shop. It, it's not like, yeah, it's not like she hates anyone. It's just that she's like, this is me time. I'm retired. Yeah. It's all about me, which fair enough. Yeah. So and then she ends up working in the fucking shop for the episode and just like well, kind of whipping this boy into shape. <laughs> but he keeps seeing like his grandfather in his dreams talking to him and be basically. I being loved like, that. Yeah, I love that. It's really cool how they did the episode because it's basically just because he's seeing like his his father's relationship with his grandmother and how his father is is been like regimented. He's been trained to be yeah. a sweets shop owner. Like he's experienced and he's, and he's still, yeah. every time she visits, he still has her taste the on, which is the, the, um, one of the, filling. one of the, one of the yeah. One of the fillings, I believe for the sweets. Um, yeah. And she, every to single time his, her approval. Yep. Like he's and that, like, that's, that's so cool to see because we're seeing it through the main guy's eyes and, like we're see, we're also hearing it from his mother, basically being like, you know, every year because he hadn't been there for ten years. It's like every year when she comes back, he he, your father basically shits his pants, in fear of grandma disapproving of his skills. Like that that's what it is. Like he, yeah. like he every single time. He still and he's, he still highly regards grandma in her opinion because she made the shop with grandpa and was like, you are the closest one to knowing his flavor. Did I live up to it? Yeah. But it's also just a nice in like inside view to, of the relationship and how they interact with each other because his father always comes off as quite cold to him, like yeah. disapproving. And he even asks the main guy asks his mom because his, his father's always like just bantering with grandma. He's like, does dad not like, grandma like does he harbor resentment towards her and she's like no that's just kind of the way they are but it's just a sign of respect too like they respect each other like they know yeah. each other's skills they understand that you know it's it's takes a lot of time and training to be at this level so yeah they challenge each other but that doesn't mean that he hates her he obviously loves her and he respects her but it's not a matter of like disliking and he's just sort of a, yeah. it's a kind of a reflective period too of being like, okay, I need to relook at my relationship with my parents because although they give me sort of the cold shoulder and they're always a little bit crude, rude to me, it's not that they don't like me. It's just that they have expectations. They know I can be a good sweets maker. 
you know, grandpa even said so. I've been trained by the best. I just need to live up to that potential and that expectation. But, oh, yeah. No, this it's a, such a great show. And the nice thing about this episode, too, is they balance the very, like, I wouldn't say, like, heavy piece of it with the whole grandfather-grandmother piece. But, like, you know, it's it's a bit more emotional with the very humorous uh, ex-girlfriend meeting a high school oh, girl who the... likes him and has a crush on him. And mm-hmm. little, uh, I think her name is Itsuka. I forget. I don't know. Uh, Something yeah. along those lines. But basically her being like the, the the middle person having to witness this these reactions and her. This is awkward. Her, this is awkward. This is awkward. <laughs> so her facial features every time these two girls talk is hilarious. At one point they're like, are you okay? Like each one individually asks the young girl, they're like, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, isn't it kind of weird that you're talking with, you know, the ex-girlfriend and like the high school girl is like, no, because, you know, I'll just get her approval and then steal them from her. And she's like, ah. and then the ex-girlfriend's asking and the girl's like, isn't it weird that, you know, there's this girl that has a crush on the guy like that you dated? And she's like, no, of course not. She's way too young for him and he'll realize that I'm better. And she's like, ah. And then the two girls are like, but it's okay. We're friends. Yay, friendship. Yay. <laughs> so It's just like you and me. Yeah, yay. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's but, it's a lot of fun. I really like it. Yep. Um let's we we're running real thin on that line. I think we're at what, fifty minutes? Yeah, right we're now, okay. Somewhere around there. We can speed through these next we still, ones. We, well, we still have three three shows to talk about, so let's blast. Let's ass blast through two, and then we'll talk about Spy Family. So first yeah. and foremost, Kaguya-sama. Rap episode. It's incredible. Fucking rap great. episode. Just they, go to the next one. They, go next. No, yeah, don't even they, say anything. Go next. It's rap no, episode. No, but they, they also have. They also continue the uh, the plot line between the love triangle. Yeah, the love the, triangle is funny. Yeah, between the the two people that are in the relationship and the best friend of the girl who is just like not jealous, but jealous as shit and wants the boy. Like they continue that plot line and it's fucking hilarious because it's essentially her telling, like saying, I can't say I love you. And then like the two boys saying, you got to say it. It's literally just the, the the, irony. Yeah. The, what is it? The pot calling the kettle black. Yes, exactly. It's, it's great. But Kaguya-sama is great. Um, we're gonna. God, I could. I, that's such a fucking good episode. The and rap the ending, part. Sorry, real quick. The ending song is fucking phenomenal. Oh, they yeah. changed. So, like in season one, where they did the dance with Chica, like they changed the ending for this episode, where it was like a rap battle between um, Ishigami and the president, and then um, uh, Chica. Why can Chica and the uh, the one of the 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 new girl that's in the, the the new girl in the student council president body whatever yeah. i can't remember what her job is or her name but she's you know the, the younger girl. i think it's you know something like that yeah it's like a rap battle between the two of them it's fucking fantastic it's oh, the animation's different too like the animation style changes a little bit too it's really <sighs> so good fucking but yeah good. no this episode was a lot of fun just go watch it it's the rap episode yeah um comey 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 um comey, fantastic comey, 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 I, I was waiting from when this ep- like when this show got announced, I was like, I cannot wait until they get to this episode specifically because it what is what a weird one to random- pick out. Like what? Yeah, because I was gonna say it's the most random I bit. Laughed, but it's- I laughed the most when reading this this source material. I laughed the most at this bit in this episode than I did 
anything else probably in which it is like all the throw not really throwaway but the throwaway side character guys like the ninja guy and like his cronies and they just make up hypothetical date after hypothetical date with all these different girls in their class and it is so fucking funny it's incredible i love it and then when they get to comey they're like we can't do it no we we we, we can't it's okay i'll give you a moment hypothesize a date with comey and that's when tadano like who's like listening in on all this he hypothesizes his date with comey and starts like banging his head into the desk like haha no 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 his fantasy and his fantasy is so tame no 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 his fantasy is so tame too because at home and washing dishes and yeah and all all the only like the only like you know part that there's like the the like love interest angle was that when they're washing just dishes comey like snuggles up a little closer to him and just looks at him and then that's when tadano freaks out and just starts just head banging his desk basically <laughs> yeah it's that, and the, that's when like the other guys are like looking at him like oh, what a fucking freak yeah it's such a good fucking episode. It the be- is the so beginning good. of the episode too is great because there's it's the typhoon where like Comey is about to go outside to school and just gets blasted by rain and is like confused and her mom's like, by the way, there's a typhoon in case you didn't realize. And then it's just yeah. her like constantly freaking out because of the thunder and then her talking with Tadano on the phone, which is adorable because she's like, I'm it's, scared. It's Can we talk? Such a damn good episode. Yeah, and I know that uh, there was. Uh, and then at the very end, it's like Comey and two other girls from the class that go to a cat cafe, which you have right now currently in your hands. Uh, for those of you who have not watched this live, occasionally Tyler's cats like to jump up on him while he, we're recording and he just like yeets them like it's a fucking pinball I machine. Don't I don't know. yeet them. I, I know. carefully you them up grab like a, them. The, the, it's like the duck video, how to lift up a duck. You yeah, just you fucking just... lift it up from its belly and just like yeet. No, yeah. I'm kidding. Not yeet. But um, throw yeah, them like a fucking javelin. Two, there you go. Two of the two of the classmates, um, not the horny classmates, but the like the one that like understands Onamine. everything, and then the aloof one. Oh my god! Well, they, not a, not aloof. It she's the uh, the ditzy like head in the clouds. Yeah, that's what aloof like is. A, I mean, kind she's of. She's aloof. Aloof could also just mean like you're like up to no good. You're aloof. Oh no! I thought I usually use aloof with like just kind of. Just head in the clouds. But Anywho, yeah. they go to a cat cafe. Comey attracts like the head cat that nobody ever gets to pet because it's just a, a snooty cat. Well, we got to set. So they enter in. All the cats are afraid of her because yes. she's just like this this person <laughs> who looks like she's glaring at everybody about to kill the cat. So they're like, no. And then the like lead cat is like, but the, fu- the funniest oh. part, the funniest part is that she's like looking at, um, I, I think the one. Like the very like motherly character, the one that can control everyone. I think her name is Onamine. Yeah. Um, she's got a couple cats, and then she's like, "Oh, Comey, you poor thing." And then Comey looks at the airhead, and she's like covered in cats. And then Comey just sulks away and sits alone, head down, completely defeated. Yep. And then that's when like yeah, like the leader cat comes and is like, "I shall con- conquer this one because she has scared the rest of us." But yeah, it's, it's fantastic. A, it's a great episode. This show's great. I I am a little bit surprised. Granted, we're only on the third episode. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit surprised at the pace currently. 
because oh. well i i mean i guess not it's sticking to the source material but it's sort of just a direct continuation of the previous season which i'm not I'm not you know bashing or anything yeah like netflix netflix is straight up in like this is episode 13 and 14 it's not even yeah. like season two episode one yeah no i mean it's just a straight continuation which i think if you look at it from that point of view of like it's just basically the second core it's not a separate season then it's like it is what it, you know it's fine but I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for them to get into more of like the juicy bits of like okay here's where we've already met all these characters now we get to see the development now we're seeing well, yeah, these relationships that, that happens building. in quote unquote year two like when they go into their their sophomore year that i mean yes but they set and if they up, do that that's gonna be like mid to late season Oh, I don't Honestly, even think it's they're not the end it. of it. I don't even. I, do I don't know? think they're gonna I, get yeah, there. Yeah, I don't. But they, but they I was set really it up. Hoping they did. They set but, it up well yeah. up until that point. Like you know, before they graduate, they set up a lot of the characters and position them to be like, okay, here's here's where they're heading. Here's what you should be expecting. Here's you know what you can anticipate occurring. And I think that's what I'm waiting for. And so I'm I'm just like maybe it's just because I also know what's gonna happen. Next, like I'm just chomping at the bit to finally see it animated, but it's still enjoyable. Probably. It's still great. Yeah, it's a great show. It's it's fabulous. I mean, I Comey is the one in all glory. Nobody can defeat Comey, even though Anya is trying to defeat Comey. Oh, and boy, oh boy, is she yeah, is she a top it. contender after this episode? It's not even for best girl. Well, no, she is like quote unquote best girl, not no, in the sexual sense, but like like how best Boji was character. best boy. Yeah, how Boji was best boy. Anya is best girl this year. I like keep that's that. I keep no seeing no way Anya loses best girl this year. No, I don't know. I also I keep seeing a bunch of TikToks of people being like, if you had a, if if you could only save one of these children, who would you save? And it's it's Kotaro from Kotaro Lives Alone uh anya and boji it's that don't if you want to be happy (laughs) (laughs) yeah um anywho uh basically they're like who would you save and everyone's like what do you mean it's not a question all of them literally save all of them i will kill every person on this planet to save all of them no questions asked and i'm like yeah that's fair but yeah no anya especially after this episode because i i let's let's just dive into spy family yeah so we Here's the funny thing that I just realized, and I'm, I'm, this is just a preface for the episode as a whole. Oh, Usually the... an anime episode consists of maybe two, two and a half to three chapters of a manga. We are on episode five. Do you know where this, what chapter we ended on after this episode? Six. This was chapter six. Yep. Like, we are taking our time, and I'm all fucking for it. But it doesn't feel slow either. Like, it, it feels... No, it doesn't. Really? But, like, here's, so, here's the thing. And I mean this in the best possible sense. You're going to just lambast me for saying this, but I mean this in the best possible sense. Wit Studio took this episode and made it a filler episode for the best possible way. That castle scene, which takes up a majority of this episode... Do you want to know how many pages that castle scene is in the source material? If I remember correctly, that's so just the castle because there's also the party just scene. Just the castle. Yeah, there's the party scene at the apartment ahead of. From when they get to the castle, 
to the end of the episode. I think it's like only seven pages, like seven eight or eight pages. pages. Okay, eight so I was, pages. I was close. Yeah, they they took eight so, pages and made like okay. twenty minutes of content, and I love it. So that's what I want to say about this because I I had after especially after this episode and realizing just how far into the source material they are. And by far, I mean, not far at all. (laughs) I I had this realization and and honestly, like I appreciate how they're doing it even more. Now they're taking all of those bits of the source material that you can like, basically when you're reading it, you can flip through in like two seconds. Cause it's like battle scene, battle scene, a little bit of like narration battle scene. And you're like, okay, here's more dialogue. Now they take those chunks and they go, all out they're like fuck it throw Mm -hmm. everything into it because that's like what i would want that's what i want in this type of show because if and if you haven't read the source material it's this is not a spoiler by any means but there's a lot of like inner monologue and narration that is involved in this there's granted there's a ton of dialogue itself but it's it's pretty well leveled with the amount of just narration inner thoughts obviously because that plays into Anya being a telepath like they play into that so well on how they animate it because it doesn't feel like they're dragging it out it feels like they're giving it a lot of life and substance so like yeah, yeah the castle like room to breathe yeah the castle scene is great like if they were to actually animate it then like it would have been boring oh you know, yeah it, it would have been, been so boring you would have blinked and then the fireworks would have gone off at the end and you're like I don't know what happened like the whole thing with because they really played into the whole Anya being like, I want you to be Lloyd Man. I want you to be like uh, Bond Man. I want you to be Bond Man. Yeah. Oh, like they played so into cool. that a lot. They, they mean, the fight with Yor. I mean, I, so I looked back at the source material too. Like her being drunk. It's like was four like, panels. Yeah. Well, first off, they really played into her being drunk. Like, cause in the, in the manga, she's, she's, you know, she's a little bit inebriated, but she's not I love like, how, I love how she was just like me just carrying a bottle of wine everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Every single place she was at. Um, <laughs> but like that oh, whole, so funny. that whole sequence, the fight sequence from her being like, okay, no one's going to kidnap Anya and like drunkenly, like staggering across towards Lloyd. Yeah. Like to her falling over is like a page and a half maybe maybe because like there's like four pieces of the panel that are like huge it's like her and her intense killer face her like kicking the shit out of him yeah nobody's gonna take my my anya yeah and and they they made that scene feel like an eternity because of how well it was animated and like the battle sequence alone and then obviously lloyd being like oh i might actually die she might fucking knock my block off and kill me what is going like (laughs) i love how he also just doesn't question anything about her in this scene yeah it's well because that's like also in the source material like there's not a lot of like questioning after the first oh, initial yeah. interactions, they sort of just let bygones be bygones for the most part. Like, oh, she's quirky. Not, yeah, she's like, quirky. There's she's a lot quirky. of. They'll let me. They'll, they'll. They're a means to my end of whatever. Yeah, but I, again, they set that up pretty funny, like, pretty well at the beginning of being like, "You punch your patients." Uh, yeah, it's a concussion therapy. It's a, it's the new trend. And like her being like, "I learned these things in yoga." I swear to Christ, like it, they do kind of like set things up like that in the episodes. But it's, no, I mean, such a, 
good episode. It is. And again, it doesn't, but like to your point though about it, like basically being a filler episode, it doesn't feel like it though. Because no, it starts off with, it starts off with like, uh, BT dubs. Them uh, not getting in. She didn't the, get in. Them not getting into, into the school. Right. It's, we're not getting in. We're talking to the elegant headmaster. He's like, just be patient. Normally, someone will drop out. You're thinking about killing some dudes so that his son doesn't get in. Hilarious. It's just absolutely hilarious. It's so good. It's all so the, fucking All funny. of those moments where she, like, imagines killing people is is incredible. And then, obviously, Anya's reaction to it, too. Which, this one was kind of like the, the evil smirk of, like, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Do it, Mom. Yeah. And then they find out that she's in. Lloyd's like really cute. Is like, yay, you did it. Time to celebrate. And Frankie comes in and is like, hey, it's time to celebrate. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. He's like, I heard she got in. And he's <laughs> like, how the fuck? He's you like, blow my cover. He's here. like, I'm an informant. Like, nah, I got alcohol. We're fine. Yeah, we're good. And then, yeah, then they're like, hey, if you want to celebrate, really, what do you want? And Anya's like, I want you to be like Bond, man. Oh, here's a castle. It's where they shot it. It's like an amusement yeah, park. Frankie, we can rent Frankie's it out. Frankie's just like, hey, by the way, there's a castle that used to be a theme park. We can rent it out. Like, it's abandoned. We could rent it out if you yeah. want. They send in. So the, the funniest parts about this, and this is where I'll end it at least. The funniest parts about this is that because he's an agent and he's the best agent that they have in their organization, he sends out a call to basically be like, Hey, listen, I need all the agents at this place. Pronto. This fucking sequence is hilarious. They're showing up on, on jet skis. They're showing up just running through the woods on foot. They're showing up in helicopters. They're all flooding to this castle. And then they all dress up in like henchman gear. Absolutely hilarious. And they're, they're like, they just go with it too. They're like, they're like we're we're playing into this acting gig like it's twilight and the whole and the whole added like i think that my favorite part about this whole thing which was also coincidentally probably the funniest part to me was the whole made up like it was nowhere in the source material the quiz that anya makes up for oh for, yeah uh, lloyd it, she's the last question which is what do i want right now and he's like I forget what answer he gives. She's like, well, I'm pretty thirsty, so I want water. And he's, and he's like, like, that's not an answer. So know this. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. It but- is this show. I'm again, I'm going to go back to last episode. This has the potential to be like a cowboy bebop of this generation. This has the t- like whatever your favorite classic show is. That is this show that has the potential for our this generation of yeah. anime. Well, it's I I in from what they've shown what they've done cuz this episode should not like if it had stuck to the source material, it would not have been as good as it was at all. No. And honestly too, like if they were if they wanted to just move along into the story, they might have just they could've. got rid of it all together. I mean, you don't really need that whole castle scene. You could have just skipped over it and gone into she's in school. Right. Yeah. But they didn't. They dedicated the time to it. And I th- and I think that just exemplifies the fact that they can take the source material and go a mile with it. And it feels incredible. It doesn't feel like they're like just pulling out, like dragging it out just to drag it out. Looking at you, Attack on Titan. It doesn't feel like they're just putting in useless shit just because they can. They're doing it because it adds a whole other layer to the story, to the you know, whatever aspect to the characters themselves and their development, obviously hilarious to see Anya basically being like, uh, yeah, you have to do my bidding now, dad, uh, get to it. 
and then Twilight being like, oh, I don't like using resources, but I might as well because I'm Twilight. Hey, all you agents, come here. And then they all come show up at once. Um, and then the other funny part I forgot to mention was when at the very end of the episode, the the woman who's sort of like dictating everything and like doing all the calls and making all the decisions at back at headquarters, she shows the bill to the the yeah. head person of the organization and she's like first she like angrily like she's like oh, the motherfucker and then she goes <clears throat> here's twilight's bill and the dude's like is it is this an is this actual real? number yes, this is fucking real yeah she's he's like is this an actual number is this possible and she's like yes it's possible uh it's hilarious but yeah i mean like it it has every element you want in a i guess quote-unquote staple anime in that it's easy to follow along, right? The story, the, the story is not convoluted. The plot is very smooth paced. It's got very, very unique and iconic characters in Lloyd, Yor, Anya. I would say even some of the side characters like the headmaster and like some that we haven't met yet. Wink, wink. Nod, nod. The world nudge, is, nudge is, is what I meant to say. It, <laughs> uh, the world is, you know, it's, it obviously sort of harks to the Cold War era. You know, it's it's very very obvious the fact that there's a city called Berlin. Um, the, not 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 hiding a lot there, uh, spy family. No, um, no, not at all. But it still feels alive. It still feels really like interesting and 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 it's got a lot of depth to it. Like it has all of those basic anime elements, but wrapped up in something that feels new and fresh which is nice because you know you don't it's it's not your cookie cutter type of anime it's not just a copy paste anime it's a new one but it's got all those like standard elements that you want in an anime i feel like this show it's been done in actual like physical like live action media but never in an anime which is why it feels so fresh and so fucking good because, yeah. like, if you go watch the original, like, this is from a buddy of mine. This isn't me saying it, but, like, I watched the movie. I haven't watched the original TV show of, um, uh, shit. It's something from Uncle. Something oh, Uncle. yeah. yeah. Is, uh, uh, something to Uncle. It's, yeah, I know, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Brother from Uncle or something like that, or, yeah, I don't yeah. know. God damn it. Um, yeah. Long story short, like, it's been done. But it's never been done in this medium, so it feels fresh. But they're also doing it incredibly well because all the character, the characters themselves are interesting, and the writing for these characters is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That this show is just it just fucking works. Uh, yeah, Man from Uncle, by the way. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, well, any, but, like even look at Cowboy Bebop, right? Like Cowboy Bebop's not anything new. It's granted, it's in a different world. It's it's in space, but like the 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 idea of it's bounty a hunters. Version of Firefly. Well, I but didn't Cowboy Bebop come out before Firefly? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking like just. Yeah, I'm talking like just like outlaws, bounty hunters, yeah. like hunting down criminals. Yeah, yeah. Like that's nothing new, but they made it feel. Like it's something different, something exciting, something that you can like watch over and over and just kind of feel that sensation of like, wow, this is like a, this is a classic. Like this is something cool. Like that's, that's spy family to a T, right? Like spy shows aren't something new. Spy movies aren't something new. The idea of placing it in a cold war esque era is not new. 
but they they add all these different pieces to it like these really deep well thought out characters this like or the or even like the spy organizations and the evil organizations like those are just kind of interesting too like how they're ingrained into each other's societies like yeah there's so much to enjoy about this show and i just i i find it hard to believe that will not be at the top of everyone's list at the end of the season because everyone can watch it. it again. It doesn't have that weird sort of like you have to know an anime to get this anime vibe. It's like, no, you can literally have this be the first anime you've ever watched in your entire life and understand it from the very beginning. Yeah, no, I agree. And um, I mean, again, it, this is, this is so weird to say that this isn't even the most excited I am for anime this year. The show is so fucking phenomenal and so fucking great, but it's not even my most hyped show. And we all know what it is. Chainsaw Man. Baby. Overlord Season 4. Fuck off with this bullshit. Your, your attack on Titan is my Overlord. That's all it fucking is, all right? If we're going to call a spade a spade, that is what it is. I'm not getting this upset at the end of this episode. <laughs> Fuck you, Jack Wagon, you. Oh, boy. But thank you all for joining us. Thank you for um, sticking with us this long. I know we kind of went a lot over, not a lot over, probably It's what, consistent minutes, for this 15? season. Yeah, it, it's honestly like this season has too much. We, we, have, yeah. we have too much to it, talk it about. Really, it really does, and the fact that they've released Bubble, they had fucking um, Pompo the Cinephile last week, like, the fact that they just keep adding shit to this season, these episodes are going to go a little bit longer, Dude. but if you've stuck around this long, thank you so much, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. If you want to get in touch with us at all, all of our links and socials are at our Twitter, at Bakako Podcast. You can get in touch with us there. You can yell at us there. You can fucking drag me through the coals and I will laugh my ass off. Um, so until next time, everybody, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.